Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, with Valentine's Day taking centre stage tomorrow, there's no better time than now to discuss the business of love on the programme. Well, Frances Kelleher is a dating coach and she joins me now to discuss how the dating landscape has changed over the past year and to provide singletons with her advice on how to find love in lockdown. Frances, is it true to say that there's never been a worse time to be single? It is and it isn't, Carol, I suppose, is, <laughs> is, the, is the real answer to that. I mean, it isn't good for your life dates. Definitely not. But having said that, people are so much more genuine now in finding a real connection, you know, in going online to find that one person. So from that aspect, it's brilliant. Now, of course, with Valentine's Day being celebrated tomorrow, celebrated in some sense of the word anyway, there's no better time to discuss the business of love. So how did Frances Keller become a dating coach? Well, you know, Carl, I I was always interested in self-help books and, you know, the psychology of the mind, and I was always kind of reading those kind of books. And I became a life coach. There's a loneliness epidemic in the world. And that just fascinates me because of all the technology with all the social media we have, all the connecting at our fingertips, and people ultimately never have been as lonely. So I just think that's such a sad, a sad aspect, you know. When a new client contacts you, hoping to find a love of their life, what process do you take them through? So I have a complete, you know, um, all-encompassing approach, to be honest, because, you know, people have different problems. So, like, I look at everything, their whole life, you know, their whole friend, family situation, social situation, online, offline. If they're online, their profile, I go through everything because you have to give it your all and you have to give it your best shot. So I take them through the, the scenario of, you know, seeing do they have blocks? Are they putting blocks in themselves? Some people have a desperate fear of rejection. They have everything else going for them. They know what to do. They know how to build attraction. They know how to talk to a woman or a man. You know, they know how to talk to the opposite sex, but they just have that fear of rejection. And that's what's holding them back. Other people have confidence issues. You know, earlier on in their life, an event could have happened because we're all born. I always say this, we're all born hugely confident. A baby cries when they want something. We don't, you know, think about the mother or father asleep in bed, you know, in the middle of the night when we want something to eat, we ask for it. And something has happened in these people's lives earlier on that has shattered their confidence. So they just need to build it up again, which is very easily done. So, you know, those people would have confidence issues. Then there's other people that are very shy. They don't know how to talk to people. They don't know how to keep the conversation going. They don't know how to build attraction. So they don't know how to put people at ease, you know, to to have a meaningful conversation. Some people don't know how to make a connection. So there's different, it's different problems for different people. So we need to find the root cause and we need to, you know, treat that first and then and then move on to, to the nitty gritty. And Francis, of course, you spoke there about the fear of rejection. It must be difficult for people to take that because it is so very personal. It is. It is, Carl. That's true. But having said that, research has also shown that it has nothing to do with you. It's to do with the other person, their experiences and biochemistry. So we shouldn't be taking it as personally as we are. I mean, some people, 
like tea, some people like coffee. It's really, you know, as black and white as that. And love is a numbers game. That's what people forget. That's a huge, huge important point I want to make as well. It's like business. It's a numbers game. You have to meet a lot of people to see who's right for you, to, to meet the right person, make the right connection. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a numbers game. And Francis, tell me this. Does your approach differ in any way if the client is a man or a woman? Yes, it's completely different in the teachings. Speaking to a woman is completely different to speaking to a man. A woman is a completely emotional being. Feminine energy is talking. We love to talk. and We love, you know, to fall for a guy first in our head, then the heart, then the body. With a man, it's different. He falls in love first with his body, heart, head. So it's completely different when you're telling them how to build attraction and all that. But when it comes to the person, it's the same. Getting to the root of the problem, doing the all-encompassing work, you know, to see what's really going on there. So how should a man speak to a woman? First of all, he should let her do 70 to 80% of the talking on a date. Feminine energy is talking. Masculine energy is listening. So use her name. This is the same with men and women, actually. This is a common point. Use the person's name and remember the person's name. You know, people don't remember names and it's, it's so important and it makes such a difference to hear your name being said. It, it matters. People love it. So use the person's name and get the person talking about what they like. Get the woman talking about her passions, what she likes to do. She's going to feel good then and she's going to associate that feeling with you. And she's going to say, oh, you know, I feel so good around Carl or John or Paul or whoever. So, you know, then that person wants to be with you. It's about building attraction in different ways, you know, through emotional intelligence, basically. Many Irish men feel very nervous and they lack the confidence to approach a woman in a bar and introduce themselves and build rapport. So this is a very big one, Carla, and I'm delighted you asked this, actually, because a ton of men have this problem. 100%. So what I would say is you have to learn the signals. That's the first thing. Once you you know the signals, you know who to approach. So I always say to my male clients, you know, people think that the men, the alpha men or the men like James Bond, you know, they get all the women, that they can get anyone they like. But that's actually not true. These men just know how to read the signals of the women that find them attractive. So they read the signals and then they approach the woman. So, for instance, you know, eye contact, lingering eye contact. Watch the woman that you're interested in. Is she looking at you? Is there lingering eye contact? Is she looking at you and breaking away every so often? I mean, if she looks at you once and breaks away or twice, it could be just that she looked in your direction. But monitor it for a while and see what the the signals are. Is she smiling? Is she raising her drink? Is she sticking out her tongue flirting at you? It's all in reading the signs. So once you know the signals and the signs, then that's 80% of the battle. What about in a situation whereby, let's say a girl is going out on a couple of dates, but finding it hard to build a relationship, what advice have you got for her? She needs to learn how to read the red flags, to know whether a guy is all in or whether he's just out for fun, etc., so you need to learn the red, the, the red flags, the, the warning signs, because they will show within a month or two. You don't need to spend six months with someone to know whether they're interested or not. So the guy will be all in, you know, if he's 
doing everything for her time-wise. He wants to spend the time with her. If he's doing something physically for her, if her car breaks down and he runs to her rescue, you know, if he wants to, if he's ringing her every day, if he's meeting her, you know, um, every week, and obviously it'll, it'll get more as the relationship goes on. If he's hot and cold, if he wants to get um, really physical really quickly, that can be a sign. So there are signs there that can show you this guy is up for a relationship long term and he's serious or he's not. And is it actually a learnable skill? It is a learnable skill. I had a client, a male client, uh, last year and I told him, you know, one of the secrets is to go in outcome independent. When you're talking to a girl, when you're going up to a girl, you're approaching a girl, don't put the pressure on the woman for the, the number of the date. Go in outcome independent. And he said that bit of knowledge, that just that nugget alone, he said, changed his life because he was always going in doing the opposite. And he never could get any dates. We, the, we worked together for a couple of months. Within the first three weeks, two to three weeks, he was going out on dates and second dates. He was getting the second dates as well. So it just sometimes it's just that little bit of tweaking, that little bit of knowledge that you need to know to push you forward and to go, oh, I get it now. I, I see what I was doing wrong. Now, of course, we can't have a conversation about dating without discussing Tinder and Bumble. What are your thoughts on those? Well, you know, like I say, Carl, people have come to me that were never online before and they've gotten online now because it's the only way. So I've had, I've had both uh, reports back to me. Some people say, you know, I'm sick of it. Uh, I've been on for the, the lockdown now and I've had enough. And other people say, no, I can't move forward without being, being online, which I would agree with. Like, I suggest everybody be online because it's all we have at the moment. And if it was 30, 40 years ago, you know, we'd have nothing. We wouldn't have it at all. Francis, what's involved in building the perfect profile on these apps? OK, so there, there, there's a lot, of, a lot of research has gone into this. But ultimately... You know, the pictures are 90%. The picture is 90% of the whole profile. A person makes up their mind about you, your picture, in a 40th of a second. A 40th of a second. Just think how quick that is. If your pictures aren't right, it's just swipe. You might as well not be on it, to be honest, in, in my humble opinion. So your pictures have to be right. The text in the bio is only 10%, but that still has to be right. So you should have no more than four or five pictures. That's enough. Have at least one full-length picture. People with full-length pictures get 200% more messages. And that's because it shows honesty. Honesty is the number one thing that people look for online because men tend to lie about their height and women tend to lie about their weight. That's just, you know, the research. So have your full-length picture. You know, they should show you either from the waist or shoulders up in the other pictures. Again, to show, you know, who you are and you're being honest. Um, and no selfies and no hats, no sexiness, no nudity, no sunglasses, because they're all hiding your eyes. And that's what people look for online. Only have yourself in the picture. I, I say this a lot. You know, people don't know who you are. If there's a, you know, if you're a guy and you're surrounded by five other guys, they're saying, whose profile is this? If you have a pet, put the pet in the picture because they get way more likes, especially dogs. You know, the psychology of people, when they're looking at the picture, they're thinking, oh, this dog loves that person. They're lovable. This person can look after another being. You know, they can care for another being. So they can't be that bad. <laughs> you know, that's the way people are thinking. <laughs> so, you know, put the pet in the picture. You're against renting pets now, Francis, are you? 
I am. For sure. But if you if you have a pet, definitely put them in. So and of course your your bio should have no list. You know, people it just people think, oh, you're high maintenance, you're looking for blah, 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 blah. You know, no list. The magic formula research has shown is talk about yourself for 70% of it and talk about the other person for 30% of it. When I say the other person, I mean what you're looking for. And a very important thing is don't say what you don't want. Like a lot of women I see put up no hookups on their profile. That's all you're going to attract. And very important, Carl, have a conversation starter on the bio. So for instance, the last sentence on the bio, you know, I went to, I don't know, Greece. This is just an example. I went to Greece last year. It was my favorite place I've ever been to. Where's the place that you'd love to visit? Question mark. Or if you cook, I love cooking. You could have said, you know, halfway up your profile. At the end of it, say, do you cook? What's your favorite dish? You know, something like that, that just makes it easy for people to reach out. And again, in the first message, it's very important. You, you should go through the person's profile, pick out what's individual to them and start a conversation about that. Don't ever say, hi, how are you? You have to stand out from the crowd. And Francis, finally, as we look ahead to when the restrictions are lifted and real life dates can actually happen again, what advice have you got for a man or a woman that's out and they've met a date and there's just no chemistry between the two of them? What's the best way for them to be able to escape with dignity and respect? Yeah, and this is important, Carl, because again, people are busy. You know, we've busy lives. The modern life, you know, we're we're giving our energy to other things. So I would say never go on a dinner date, uh, on a first date. Never. Two to four hours is too long with somebody, too much pressure on both of you, too long with someone you, you don't know at all or that you've just mes- messaged a few times, you know, online. Keep it to a coffee or an ice cream. You know, go for a walk and get an ice cream. If it's not going well, then you can just go after half an hour and say, you know, thanks so much for your time. It was lovely meeting you. Always be polite. Always, you know, appreciate the person, you know, that came to see you, took time out of their busy day to make an effort. They're looking for somebody too, you know, always be respectful. Listen to what the person's saying. It's all about networking the numbers game. You don't know that person might not be the right person but you could meet them at a party next year and they could introduce you to their cousin who is the right person or a person they know, their neighbour down the road. So you don't know, you know, be respectful and nice to everybody. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was dating coach Francis Kelleher and hopefully Francis has provided our single listeners with some tips that will increase their chances of finding love in the weeks and months ahead. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. 